You can have all the money in your hands, all the possessions anyone can ever have. But it's all worth your treasure. True worth is only measured not by what you got, but what you got in your heart. You can have, you can have everything. What is it? What is it? Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the biz. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As I come to you today, I come to you with a thought of confusion thoughts of bewilderment uh, because I try to find or discover where is where do I stand right now in the midst of all this confusion that exists created by our president. I was truly oblivious uh, to the damage that was done to our society in the 60s. I was born in 1960. So the damage that was born to our country during that time, I came to be aware of it as history as I became older and read about that time. You have to understand that those of us who were born in the early 1960s or a little bit before, were children when our world was in turmoil and our leadership was being destroyed 
and our identity as a country was being transformed. Now we find ourselves going through another transformation. We were once known as the strongest country in the world, the superpower that could not be denied, the leader of the free world and the the moral judgment of the things that were taking place around us. Now we find ourselves dealing with being thought of as the laughing stock of the world. Having people identify us with a leader who kowtows to a dictator who is afraid to share his thoughts because there is something in the darkness that he does not want us to see in the light. With the forces behind Donald Trump, it would be unthinkable for him to be willing uh, to look so weak. We have to understand that there has to be something personally keeping him from flexing his muscles for him to look the way he did 48 hours ago. For him to behave where he swings a big stick at our allies and then acts like a child when he's in the presence of Putin. I never would have believed that we would have a president uh, that would be so incapable of showing the strength and the commitment of our country and allow our world to believe that he doesn't know the difference between wood and wood. It is okay for a president to not be able to tell us the truth about everything, but it is not okay for a president to be willing to tell us a bald-faced lie. You and all of us know that we know family members. We know friends. Uh, we know coworkers who can look us in the face and lie without even blinking an eye who we have as our president. Someone who is able to go into a meeting with his staff, come out with what he believes is a believable lie, and share it with the world. And the world knows that he's lying. So we find ourselves waiting for the opportunity to rid ourselves of a president given to us 
by white America. There is no way in the world we can now move to a higher moral ground with the leadership of this man. We just have to stay strong and committed to ridding ourselves of this man in 2020. Because right now, he is the last stock of the world. Uh, Nate, what what is your thought, being a military man, of having a leader lie to you in your face when you heard what he said and was committed to what he said long before he said it this time, he had said it before. And realizing that this guy, Putin, must have something on this guy so weak or be so weak on a, on, a, on this kind of state, on a world stage. Good evening, everybody. You know what? And it's funny though when you mention that because uh, when I joined the military, Russia was the enemy. That's 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 who we was training um, to to fight. We even though we had just basically came to the end of the Cold War, but we were still Russia was still considered uh, the enemy of the United States. And when I see him on TV, just out there lying, and like you said, it's one thing being lied to. It's a totally different thing when you know you're being lied to. But I sat up there, and his own party was condemning him, talking about his line and stuff like that. And one thing I learned in the military, poor leadership, I mean, no leadership is better than, it's worse than poor leadership. He's not even showing no leadership. He, 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 this is what happens when you deal with somebody who's narcissistic as he is. You think he, you think he can lie and just get away with it. Nobody will hold him accountable. And that has been his M.O. all his time. Uh, even before he became president, he's been doing this for years. And now he sat up there and basically was kissing Putin behind. He tread lightly what he said about Putin. He praised Putin in so many different ways. It wasn't even funny. And like you said, we are the last stock in the world because uh, cause, cause a lot of times when people talk about the United States and other countries, they look at us mighty. You know, they do. But how we was looking yesterday, how he was on TV and everything, because they judge us by – by who's who who the president is. We looked at weak yesterday. We looked at weak. I read it for him to sit here and be defiant and go down fighting and to sit here and talk about you went against everything, your security advisor, your your intelligence and everything. You basically say they was lying before you said Putin was lying. And you insulted every 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 member of your staff, every member who who came up with the evidence you, you you call them a liar to their face. And you got on, 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 on not just national TV, international TV and done this. So, yeah, we, we, we look bad. As a, as a former soldier, I, 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 I despise that because I'm like, now they're going to be looking at us as a whole as being weak. They're going to look at our military being weak because you're the commander-in-chief and everything. And if you're lying about something like that so you don't look bad, and every time his name came up in something, every single time his name came up in something, the first thing that came out of his mouth was, I didn't do it. I had nothing to do with it. Don't know what you're talking about. He is the most innocent man i ever seen in my life. But there can't nobody tell me Russia was not involved in that. There's too much evidence out there. And for him to sit up here and get on TV and did how he did 
it's, it's, it's a disgrace. It is a true disgrace, especially as a leader. I would have had more uh, respect for him if he would have got up and said, you know what, I know some things, but I ain't saying nothing right now, but we're going to finish our investigation. I would have preferred you to say that than to get up there and just give that man a pass. And you're right, either Putin has something on him or they got some kind of business deal going on that is set up after he get out of office. Thank you, sir. Uh, D, you know, it, it's just incredible that you cannot find or select any person in leadership that would publicly denounce their team or their organization. To suggest that Americans are stupid, are ill-advised, are incapable of running an investigation and finding out who is responsible. How can a man publicly denounce his country and the people in it and still remain the leader of them and have the respect of them? How could you publicly denounce your quarterback? Denounce the product that your company produces publicly and still run the organization that you were the head of. This man did something publicly on a world stage that no coach, no CEO, or no owner of a company would do. Um, good, good evening. Um before I ask you a question, Jane, before I participate in answering your question, I first want to give thanks for Nate. My heart kind of goes out for any soldier that's actively serving our country right now. Any young soldier that has the that's put in a position to have a to have an opinion of their own, but then they're first to abide by. Uh, the law and the duty of serving our country. Uh, my heart right, has right. go out to them. My heart go out to them and to their parents that was uh, uh, that served in the military also. Put them, this put them in a bad position uh, when when say for instance uh, when Nate served and if he had if he were to have a younger uh, uh, son or daughter uh, aiming to serve uh, were in an active duty at the time. This this will put both members of that family in in a precarious position because now you're you're sworn to to serve, but but you are sworn to serve under lies and lie and, and things that you know and lies that you know are being told. So that's that's a bad position to be in. And I, but my my hat goes off to you all and. Um, and I just wanted to say that. Uh, um, secondly, James, when you mentioned, when you opened up and you spoke about how uh, we are seem to be drawn back into a time uh, that we, uh, as kids, weren't, weren't, um, didn't have to endure because our parents uh, had paved the way for us for a better life. Uh, you are right. Um, I was born in 1956. And I didn't have to see much, of, if any, uh, discrimination um, directly. Um, 
when uh, I was when I was in the sixth grade, going into the seventh grade, uh, integration had really first started. So I really didn't uh, have to see, uh, have to endure any Jim Crow type of uh, mentality. But in all of that, uh, it has been said that history has a strange way of repeating itself, universally. And I think that uh, if that's so, then that's something uh, history having having to having the need to repeat itself is something that's inevitable. Uh, if we all notice uh, in our own lifetime, there's always been a war uh, or a conflict of some time of some um, of some kind, a war or a conflict of some kind every twenty years. And so there's always uh, a need for this existence to cleanse itself, so it seems, if, if you can call it that. Uh, but on this particular stage, uh, this is a world stage issue that we're dealing with. Um, intense efforts have been made to uh, affect our allies, something that we've put diligent efforts in for the past 70 years to try to uphold. Uh, all of that has been torn down. So, you know, going forward, um, we're in a little bit of a spot. I you know I try not to get in all that too too, uh, too much because some people can't handle the truth. Uh, some people are afraid of the truth, and they kind of shun away from it, and they don't really want to hear it. So in respect of that, I'm going to kind of let it rest at that. You know, we lived under the strength of Ronald Reagan, and a lot of African Americans questioned his his desire uh, to do what was right by the people here in America when he created the trickle-down theory. And all of you know how difficult it is for rich people to relinquish control over money. But one thing was true, that when he left the borders of America, he took the strength of the military and the commitment and pride of his people with him. And when he spoke to Russia about tear that wall down, and with a, you know, you, you, uh, you sign treaties, but you verify. You know, it is amazing that we've come to a point under somebody who swore that America was going to be great again uh, to have a man out and kowtow to a, a dictator. And everything, you, you know, the thing that comes back and hurts me the most is when he tries to defend Russia by saying we've done some bad things too. You know, we have never been led by anyone that believed it was necessary to go around assassinating people who did not, who only disagreed with our ideology. Now, we would hunt down people who murdered us first, but we would not murder people who just disagreed with us. But yet, 
this man has tried to make us look as bad as Russia come to killing people for no reason. So, Andre, we find ourselves in a very precarious position where our president has created us or made us weaker than any man alive before him. Well, wonderful Wednesday to everyone, and, and yes, that appears to be true. And uh, again, I, I say, what are we going to do about it, and are we going to let that go? Because every time we let something go and not hold them accountable for uh, his action or his words, then we find ourselves having another conversation about something, and the level keeps getting higher and higher. So, again, we are encouraged to make sure that we speak it out to our elected officials, asking them to stand and have the courage to speak up and know that when dignitaries go and represent us in the United States, it's a certain level of expectation. And one of those levels of expectation is that we surely don't downgrade our own United States uh, forces against someone that's uh, an adversary. You know, it's just impossible to believe on any level uh, that his administration is not falling apart. People are not resigning over this situation. A message needs to be sent, especially when, Nate, somebody tries to convince you that they misused the word. Now, if you were in a speaking situation and on that level, if you had misused the word, wouldn't you come back and correct the word at that specific time? Correcting it now does nothing to correct the damage that you did at the very moment you did it. But this man wants us to believe one word fixes everything he's done to show how his inability to be presidential. And you're right. And, 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 you know, he does have an attitude. I can say this and to fix this, or I can say that it's going to be okay. And that's the thing about being in leadership. You have to understand your actions don't only affect you, but it affects everybody around you and everything. It is not just your actions, your attitude. To, uh, uh, gears towards your actions too as well. His attitude is, well, I can fix this. Ain't no big deal and everything like that. He, he's not, not not only just he's uh, not presidential, but he's very insensitive into uh, the way he does things because he, he, he he's running the country like he runs a business and everything. He's a very shrewd businessman and that's how he's trying to be um, when it comes to being a president. And when you got the whole world watching you lie, this is what this man does for a living. You know, those who know him is not shocked by this. He does this all the time. He just happened to be on a high playing field that way everybody can see when everybody's going to be exposed. But now, uh, um, like what I just said, now that we see it, what we're going to do about it? Because we let this ride, there's going to be something else. We let that ride, going to be something else. It, it, it's, it's to the point now that he has to be shown that he has to be held accountable for what he said and everything because he think there's he thinks he has – no, no, no accountability and everything because he's the president. 
and I, and I beg the difference because you're the president, you are held to a higher standard and a higher accountability and everything. Because you just can't go around saying what you want to say and how you want to do and expect people to have respect. This is the first president I've seen that since I've been alive, and I've been alive since Carter was president, that no, that, that majority of the people, that your own party don't have respect for you and everything. But he still thinks he's doing a good job. And that's the thing that's, that's, that's scary because when you don't see no room for, uh, for improvement, you're not, you're not striving to do better. And he don't make decisions that affect so many people. He don't care. And that's the thing about it. We're dealing with a president who does not care because he has his own agenda. There was a reason why he got on TV and lied yesterday. And that reason not to benefit me, you, or anybody else. That reason is going to benefit him. That partnership, and I say it's a partnership, was was sealed and done to deliver way before he, he got elected. He, he protected his investment some kind of way. Thank you. And, um, D, we find ourselves in a situation where the power or the ability uh, to scare people is lost because Iran is not going to respect him anymore. Um, North Korea is not going to respect him anymore. And so they've already seen that he's willing to kowtow to Putin. So there's no reason for them to believe, fear anything that he, he does. Uh, so the... Uh, he has put himself in a worse position than he was when he started. Well, I think what you just said is something that needs to be paid closer attention to. Um, the situation is worse than it was when he first started. Now, um, I'm I'm under the assumption, and it's only an assumption and theory, but if you if you look at the the players on the field, all right, and look at the situation and the momentum that the situation has, uh, Donald Trump is when he said that I can shoot somebody in Times Square and still be elected, uh, he is proving that to be true. All right, now <clears throat> uh, from <laughs> the fact that he had said what he said, uh, he stood there in Vladimir's face, saying and doing didn't do anything. Then he came back and tried to retract it by using some of his famous views. Uh There are still some that says that should be enough. Uh, there are still plenty that says no matter what he does, he's still the greatest president ever. Now, my point in, in saying all that is. Uh, to me, there's another dark side to all of this. Uh, there's another dark intent. That's what I mean. There's a darker intent to all of this that we aren't able to fathom what that could be. All right? Now, let me give you a case in point. I sent you all a text today. We, James, you and I were going back and forth in text. And uh, the one, the last thing I said to you was uh, one of the indictments that was given today was uh, that of a of a young lady and his change student out of Russia uh, that had come over, and she had filtered in uh, the into mainstream America. 
but he had communication, strong communication ties with Russia still, and she had strong communication ties with the NRA, the National Rifle Association. Okay. Now, uh, it's kind of evident that there's a lot more going on than what we are able to comprehend. Um, at, at, at the end of the day, um, and I'm a movie buff, and there's there have been a lot of movies that have uh, insinuated that uh, after World War III, there will be certain uh, power brokers and people of influence that just want a piece of what's left so they can rebuild, rebuild, and 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 have having the world and in, in, in the way they see fit. Now that ain't too far fetched, especially when you got a hundred billion dollars to invest. Look at it like this. Once Donald Trump is gone out of office, you can still see the remnants of of a attitude that it don't make a hell of being a, a, a hell of being being a difference. Who is going to be elected coming in? And you got to sure believe if it, if the next person elected is a Democrat, they are not going to let you rest. You can see that. Now you can see that in the TV <laughs> because if a Democrat is elected. It's going to be hell to pay by these folks because they're not going to let nobody rest until they get their way, so they think. And so uh, if anybody kind of feel that, then I like this. But in other words, that's my, that's my response to that. Thanks. One of the things I find uh, just unacceptable is the fact who continue to wear blinders who uh, look at the behavior of this man and don't see it for what it was. Again, up until now, Ronald Reagan has been their standard. Ronald Reagan has been their man. And I believe he's turning in his grave that the Republican Party has elected this man is a slap in his face. I don't, I have really no 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 words to say about those that followed Ronald Reagan who were elected to the GOP because I have I have respect for them. They've done things that I thought may have been wrong, but they never threw our country under the bus. I cannot see or understand anything that this man is doing other than the fact that there must be something that we are unaware of that allows him to behave in this fashion. And until it comes to light, it will be a mystery. Uh, a mystery in the sense of what, James? Questioning why he does the things that he do. I mean, there was no oh, reason for him to look so weak a couple of days that's ago. No, there was no reason for that. See, I don't see it as a mystery. Um, I think we get upset because... He said it earlier, 
we're so accustomed to people, at least in that position, at least halfway looking out for others. But our president is looking out for himself and uh, benefit to his family and and those, you know, um, corporations that have a partnership with him. I mean, it's all about him. And the reason why he's willing to uh, subside to someone if he see that person as powerful and a person that can benefit him personally. And and I think that's where the frustration comes in. We want our president to be representative of the United uh, citizens of the United States. But uh, when you're out for self, and I mean, and he'll go and say whatever he wants. You can see he wrote on the document that. Um, you know, his cabinet had wrote out for him. He, he put in his own writing. He knew what he was going to say, and he said it. And, uh, again, my question comes back to, well, what's going to be done about it? Because if we don't hold him accountable, it's going to be something worse the next time. Every time it's always something else, something else, something else. It's because he keeps getting uh, away with it without being held accountable. Uh, as the President of the United States, you should be held accountable for representing your country in a positive manner. That's that's part of the expectation. You don't down your own country in order to uh, lift an adversary country up. I, I'll say that again. Uh, Kathy, you know, we, we spend a lot of time trying to understand the direction our president is trying to take us in. And and I've spoken about the fact that those of us who are in our 50s really have not understood what happened in the 60s other than what we've read uh, because we were children. But now we find ourselves involved in some chaos where we had a man that we could be proud of, a woman who was the first lady in the first family that made us smile, and now we're being subjected uh, to the ignorance and inability for a man to be a president with Donald Trump. And it's like, you know, a a 360-degree turn where we are being embarrassed by our present president. I'm sorry. Good afternoon. What is the question, Mr. Deshay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just asking, Kathy, that it is a level of embarrassment to have us look so weak around the world uh, to, you know, this guy just, he didn't look strong in front of this man at all. You know, we were talking the other day about America, our, our, the country that we live in, and, and in actuality, we live in the greatest country there is. We can do whatever we want to do without asking a government, um, um, whoever, if we can do those things. So I'm saying that to say that if you go outside of your house right now, you can look around and you can feel freedom. You can feel um, the blessing, the goodness. Um, you you can just feel the freedom that we have. And 
I know that our current president, which we have to continue to pray, pray, pray for, I believe God is going to change his heart. It may not be the way that we want it or we see it, but God is going to change the heart of this man because he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. See, we, we, we throw the, the, we point the finger at people, but we don't have, look at the finger that's being pointed back at us because we all do stuff. I mean, I understand that he's the person that's out here um, in the forefront where everybody can see and that every decision that he makes is not a decision that we all agree upon. So what I would say to that, James, is just to humble yourself, my brother, and just pray for him. And and a, a lot of things that people say, you know, we don't agree with, but, you know, it's, it's – um, what words am I looking for? We can agree to disagree. So the some of the things that he's doing, we don't agree with them. And yes, some of the things that the Obamas did, the Clintons did, and whoever else, we didn't agree with everything they did, you know. But in actuality, when it all boils down, we have to pray. And that is my opinion to your question, Mr. Deshay. I love you. <laughs> Well, Kathy, you know, I know that we cannot have discussions where all of us are in agreement or none of us will learn. Uh, But, Nate, I have to, the freedom that Kathy talked about, I have that on a personal level. You know what I mean? I have the freedom to come and go as I please on a personal level. Uh, I have the financial ability uh, to eat where I want to on a personal level. But my concern is where we stand as a nation on a world level. I don't like people laughing at my country or my president. I don't take any pleasure out of him being flown over England in a diaper. Those are the things that be on a personal level that anger me is not about what his life is like for me, but it's the direction that my country is going in and the pain that I feel for those who are being mistreated. That's because you're a proud American, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a proud American and everything like that because you know, you take pride of where you live at, where you made your living at. You you take you take. There's nothing wrong with those things, cause I, I'm a proud American and everything. And yes, I did I did get upset, got offended, got all that and everything like that. I wanted to run up and kick him upside the head, like don't make us look bad and everything like that. But at the end of the day, you know, none of this should be surprising anybody. None of this should surprise us at all. At the end of the day, the question is, was we'll ask is what we're gonna do about it. That that's 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 the question. What we're gonna do about it? So, I gotta head to a meeting right now, so I'm gonna get it off the phone right now. But at the, at the end of the day, what we're gonna do about it? Thank you. Uh, D, uh, you know, I listened to some of the news and some of the people who thought it wasn't a big deal. Uh, 
the news went to Wisconsin and went to Cleveland and those places that voted this man in, and a number of the people uh, thought he was doing a great job. Uh, but there were some independents who said, already have decided that they will not vote for him again. And I'm in hope uh, that will uh, rise as we move forward uh, because we cannot believe, we cannot continue to look at the same thing and see different, a, a different, see it differently. You know, playing and, and desire to get white America to, to do a reversal of what they did this a couple of years ago, it seems like it is a difficult road uh, to get these people to recognize that their experiment has failed. All right. Well, um, that is very true. Now, um, I'm going to have to flip-flop a little bit because uh, I am of a – uh, I'm pretty much convinced that the pic- the picture is bigger than what we think it is. All right, and so said I'm gonna have to flip flop over to what Miss Kathy is talking about. Um, you know, uh, when you know when you got a uh, a kingdom or a nation, uh, and and things of that nation are not going well, uh, you got the persons that's in leadership. You got the persons that's in opposition. You got the persons and and the followers that are that are protesting the way things are going on, and then you got the people in prayer that 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 have come to the conclusion that there is no other solution. Because uh, with with my theory and just a theory, but but the way the things are lining up, and uh, especially when uh, the party at, at hand are very quiet about everything. Uh, you got you got major major players on the field like Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran, and then you got the sub got the sub players on the field like Syria and, and whomever else could, that can do damage at, at the drop of a hat. Uh, and then you got the players of our our, our allies being dismantled. Uh, that is not a healthy situation to be in. So, uh, in that, uh, yes, you, we we got to have somebody that's willing to stand in as a as a inter, uh, intercessor uh, in the way of prayer, because uh, man has shown that they will disintegrate themselves. Uh, and I have said before, it had it not been for women in our presence, we would have killed off each other a long time ago. Uh, that's just our nature to be combative in that way. Um, so, you know, so when we look at Donald Trump to get better, uh, yes, look, say for instance that he does have a change of heart. All right, if he were to have a change of heart next week, the damage's been done already, and the press and and anybody else that that uh, that has opposed him from the very beginning won't let anything go. They're not going to let you forget it. So, and then thirdly and lastly. Who's in line to show us any way better way to go? There's no, there's nobody stepping up to the plate to try to say, look, we all need to come together in in a kumbaya moment. There's there's nobody that powerful. There's nobody that skilled to do that. That not that I can see. So 
that's, that lets me know that um, this had to play out. Um, the next four years, is, it means nothing. Um, it, it's going it's gonna to take 10 to 15 years for somebody to really get our attention in the way that Donald Trump has. Thank you. I want to bring to everybody's attention uh, something that I also saw. Um, Barack Obama was in South Africa and gave a speech uh, to a huge crowd of uh, South Africans uh, related to what he felt about uh, their leadership and Nelson Mandela and uh, where we were as where we are as a world. And his plan is to be very active in the upcoming uh, election, midterm elections. Uh, what role should Barack Obama play? Or should he be quiet uh, as others have been? Are, are we uh, too far in, in trouble? Are we in so, so much trouble? Uh, that we need his help uh, to uh, reestablish ourselves. Andre? Well, I think he'll play the role whatever he chooses to do, um, James, and I don't think that he would be the one that would come back and be our savior. And the reason I say that is because he, he wouldn't run for the presidency again. So uh, we we have to, I think, stop looking to a person um, to, you know, be the hero and, and that kind of situation, hero, um, that type of thing. Uh, we, we do have to pray, and we are responsible, though, to also act. And, again, we have to make sure that we're involved and we're impacting others by um you know, taking action that would align with all thoughts as it relates to the empowerment and betterment of all people. So uh, I say that he'll play the role that he chooses to, to play, but I don't see him coming back and um, serving as a critical leader um, to a position that would have to be reelected and, and try to move some of these things around. But I think he is definitely correct. It's going to take years and years. And um, I don't know who will even want to step up now because whoever comes behind Trump, if indeed the Democrats are able to find someone, and I'm not quite sure that they will, I'm not quite sure that he won't be a two-term president, um, but who will want to come behind him? And you have a lot of work to do and undo. But that's just me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't run for the position anyway. But uh, the person that have that desire, I, it'll, be a, it, it'll be a really challenge. Uh, Kathy, let me ask you, uh, do you um, foresee being able to reestablish the momentum we had uh, for eight years ago, well, more than eight years ago, when we had this up and rising star uh, who came and just made everybody feel better about themselves? Uh, do you foresee that happening anytime soon? Well, James, I'm not looking to them to give me my momentum. My momentum comes from the Lord. When he wakes me up every morning, 
I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm looking to see what's next in my life, what he's going to show me, where he want to send me, what he want me to do. Because people will fail you each and every day. Even your own family members will fail you. So if we're waiting, if people are waiting to see something like they saw eight years ago with President Obama, then those people are actually lost. Okay, because you can't wait, you can't um, think that a man is going to give you what you need to make you happy or to satisfy you where you are. You, We have the ability to go out and get anything that we want if we believe it to be so. I mean, we'll just, I'm just going to bring you as an example as when you were on the job, when you played football, all those things were not because of what the administration was. When you got the talk show um, before that, other things that you've done, it wasn't because of what the administration was giving you, but it was because of what you had inside of you, what you believed that you could do. So we we can't look at who's going to be coming next or if tomorrow he's going to change his mind. No, we have to do what we need to do right now today. If you have the ability to do something great, then do something great. That's why when we're on this line, we always talk about going out into our communities to make a difference. That's why we call these people and ask for these different things so that we can kind of change um, where we are in our own community, because if we wait for somebody else to do something for us, then we're going to die in that spot. And I don't believe in my heart of hearts that that's what most people are looking for. I know that I heard this today on The Real, but I heard it a long time ago. It says there are three types of people in the world. There are people that watch things happen. They just look and they just, you know, at all about what's happening. There are people that say, well, what happened? And then there are people that make things happen. So we have to see which category we fall in in order for us to do what we need to do because next second is not promised to us. We can fall out dead and then it's over for us. But were we waiting for somebody else to make a change for our lives? Are we doing it on our own, what we have within us? Are we using the abilities and the strengths that we have within us? That's where I am. You know, you are so right. Each and every day we awaken is an opportunity for us to create a new reality, not only in our world, but the world of those around us. And we should seek uh, to make that and certainly being on this show is an opportunity for us to share our opinions and make those opinions go beyond just ourselves and inspire those that we love, those inspire those who we don't know, uh, to do something differently. And uh, my anger that I have at Donald Trump and his behavior uh, does nothing but keep me inspired uh, to continue to do, go on the journey that I'm going on and the one that you all support me on, uh, because we have to have a voice. Ten Americans have to have a voice and have to ha- uh, be able to tell people what they feel and they think, because we don't have the luxury of white America and the media coming in our neighborhoods 
and questioning us about what we feel about Donald Trump. One of the things I saw as the media was going around Ohio and going around Cleveland, that all of those people happened to be white. Now, I don't know if that was happenstance or it was on purpose, but that's what I saw. It is our responsibility uh, to create the reality that we want, which starts at home. Well, you're right now, again, because I'm going to tag along with Ms. Miss, uh, Miss, Kathy um, again. Um, you know, I've always said that, you know, this this is supposed to be a wake-up call anyway. Uh, for us to jar ourselves back into where we should be doing as as an individual. Um, now, let me make the, the case in this way. Uh, if um, if Michelle Obama and Barack Obama wants to want to stay in the realm of uh, politics, then South Africa will probably be the best thing ever happened to them. It would be the Obamas coming in and and having some type of influence on them. Because, uh, you know, uh, people over in South Africa, uh, they're God's people too. And so they they need a, 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 a leg up when it comes to encouragement. Uh, in that, uh, we've seen the kind of reception that the Obamas got here. As eloquent and, and as educated as he was, he still wasn't appreciated by, by most people here in America. Um, but I, I tend to think that the reception of them there, and we saw part of that reception when he spoke. Uh, those people in South Africa, especially the black people, they're hungry. See, they're hungry like like we were in the 60s. They are hungry. And I think that he would do them a great good in showing them how to better themselves. Um, so, and, I, and, and, and me saying that, I think our new plight is to help. Now, if we want to help somebody, we can help our own people on how to uh, have the mindset that Miss Kathy just spoke of. No matter who's in office, it doesn't make a hell of beans uh, because my strength don't come from them anyway. And so that's a mindset that our people need to have, not to be dependent on nobody. Depend on the Lord and keep going forward one day at a time. That's my life. Thank you. Uh, Andre, what are your thoughts related to uh, the statement that Kathy made. I mean, she made some important thoughts. Absolutely. Kathy is always firm and committed to making sure that she bring us back to the the true reason, really, for our existence. And that while we may do uh, different challenges as trials, tribulations, this too shall pass, and we'll have the victory. So I thank her for that reminder. I do add on to it, though, that, uh, again, we have, the, and, I, and she's not saying that we shouldn't, but, of course, we have responsibility of accountability of being active and making a difference in others' lives so that people know uh, really more than just the surface. We go beneath, uh, you know, we go deeper and understand what the impact will be, not only to us now, but for our generations and generations to come. Because a lot of things that have been done now, it's going to take years to undo, not only just the policies and procedures, but just the, the mindset. We have to change people's mindset because, like you said, people are not going to want to participate in the election process. When you 
not sure if your vote is really um, truly counted as the way you're wanting to voice it or if it's being manipulated or not, people just say forget it. Just what's, what's the use? And that would truly be unfortunate. So that's why we do have to trust the Lord and allow him to lead and guide and direct us. You know, Kathy um, has always has a way of uh, throwing a wrench in, into the into the discussion, and she is correct about us uh, focusing on how do we make life better for ourselves and those around us. And certainly, uh, Regina always brings to the table the fact that local government, what is most important. To our personal existence, uh, but we have to remember that uh, Donald Trump has impacted all our lives in the way that he's brought this back to America uh, to existence, uh, no, making America better, uh, great again, back to our existence, because it has created a lot of turmoil in our community. And so, therefore, you know, Kathy, I listened uh, to what you said, and so much of what you said was correct. But our president has thrown some daggers into our community that has created a lot of dissension and division. Jane, there are a lot of people that throw daggers into our community. <laughs> Not only him, other people. We throw daggers into our own communities. We tear each other down more than anybody else tear each other down. And our community, which should be the community of believers, those that believe, those that are Christ-centered, those that love the Lord, those that pray, those that call upon the Lord, because when we get to heaven, it ain't going to be no Donald Trump sitting there, no President Obama. It's going to be all of us on one accord. So the daggers that are being thrown have been thrown for many, many years. And sometimes, most of the times, from our own African-American people, the colored people, the people that we are, you know. But we, we, have, to, we have to take a look at ourselves in the mirror and know who we are because when we truly know who we are, it doesn't matter what nobody says about who we are because in our spirit, we know exactly who we are. We know exactly what we're capable of doing and we know how to get things done. A lot of people um, give their testimonies of how they were, homeless and living in cars, and then today they're millionaires there. And you know where that came from? That came from within. They didn't just sit down and listen to what other people said. No, they let what was in them rise up to change their lives. And, and that's what we must do. I mean, it, it, as long as we we live on this earth, there are going to be people that's going to dagger us, that's going to stab us in the back, in the front, in the side, and everywhere. But we cannot allow those people, those situations, to make us lay down and die. No. What does it say? We shall overcome? Yeah, that song literally means something, that we shall overcome. 
And uh, what is what is Michelle Obama's? What is her favorite quote? When they go high, when they go low, you go high. So you just go high. You laugh at it and you keep on going because you have a purpose. You here for a reason. And thank you, James, for this show because it gives us an opportunity to voice our opinion, to say how we're feeling, even on this line and take these things with us when we go off of this line that we can share with other people, you know? Because I always share about how you talk about the president and how you want him off and out of (laughs) the White House. But, you know, it's not until God says he's going to come out until he's going to come out. And that's just the bottom line. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and allow everyone to have an opportunity to have their final word. Oh, oh, oh. 
This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard more than a few blocks. Please call in at 657-30309. Your voice is important, not only to those who live around you, but to the entire world. Uh, Kathy, your final thoughts this evening? How would you come to me first? But that's okay. (laughs) Okay, so this is what I have to say. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, James. All right. Uh, Andre, your final thought this evening? Uh, Let us be reminded that no matter how things look, how they appear, no matter how logically it would seem and sound, that we do have the victory, and part of that victory is the perfect will and God's good plan for us. So let us be encouraged. We may be um, walking this path and, and just, again, just viewing it from what we can see our eyes here. But this is all temporary. Let us just know we have the victory through it all. All right. Thank you. Uh, D, your final thought this evening. Yeah, James, uh, a great show tonight. Um, I want to thank uh, the two ladies that you have and that you affectionately call the Fantastic Four, one half of that. Uh, I can see why. Uh, they're truly fantastic, and they have a tendency to bring us back to some real sensibility uh, in in all of this. Um, I'd like to also say that uh, I think that uh, what Ms. Kathy has brought to the table today is uh, phenomenal. I think we are all uh, due for attitude adjustment. And I think that's where it is. Uh, I I do accept the challenge of trying to uh, encourage other people to just change their attitude about all of this and to try to find some betterment in life while we still can. Thank you. All of you for your continued support. Uh, We have to have a voice, not just now, uh, but continuously. Uh, We know that people very rarely come to us and ask us what we believe or we think or what direction our country should go in. And so since they will not give us the opportunity to have our peace or say our peace, we have to create a a platform to say it ourselves. And so I just want to encourage all of those of you who are out there listening to please dial in to the show, 657. uh, six five seven three eight three three zero nine. We want you to be heard on this show, and we want you to be a uh, regular. So dial into the show and make sure that everyone knows what your opinion is and the direction you want us to go in. It is a time for us to raise our heads, raise our voices, and put ourselves in motion. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. 657-383-0309, where your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption.
Just tell me, 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 just tell me